0: test
1: mm-hmm.
2: test one two three test test hello it's me
1: hi
0: it's me fergie when i come to the club step aside No saying do be heavy in the line vip because you know i gotta shine fergie Fergie, give me love you long time Long time. All my girls get down on the flow, on the flow. back to back drop it down real low real low it's just a lady but
1: i'm dancing like a ho like a ho. you know i don't give a fuck so Cause here you we go, go. <laughs> I'll come every
2: time to come around
1: you're listening to your judgmental friend, your virgin who can't drive, a podcast about hypocrisy, our shadow sides, and the things we secretly do to make ourselves look good. I would just like a little credit for the fact that I'm killing myself trying. It's petty, but it's also real. Oh, that was way harsh, Ty. Look, we're just here to point out your flaws for you. You're welcome. Let's um, make Charlie gay. So what drives me crazy, because she came out with her own line of songs... And then she had the audacity to spell tasty wrong.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say she had the audacity to sing live.
0: Also correct. But also correct, I misspelled tasty so much because I added an E.
1: Do you think that those producers sat in that room and were like, okay, we've got a jam, but the beat requires an extra letter. Let's just throw an E on it, and it won't make us look like an idiot.
2: Well, now it makes sense because, I mean, a dollar sign counts for an S. Kesha. She's oh. past that now. Oh, true. She yeah, 100%. Now.
0: now she's Kesha Rose. Kesha Rose. Oh, God, I love her so
1: much. Kesha, she had to rebrand, and girl, she deserved it. She but deserves it. Tell me why you're going to spell tasty with an E and try to play it off like that is not gross negligence. I think
0: it was because they were trying to go from a. More, how can I say it and not make it sound like,
1: like more we're super pop racist. culture? Per- oh, go ahead.
0: Well, it's just more like a urban or more it's a specific kind of taste that they were like trying to make like it. Like when
1: you spell fat P-H-A-T Yeah
0: where they're trying to be like oh that girl is tasty and you can misspell it because it doesn't necessarily mean the exact same thing you're spelling but then they don't follow it up with delicious which doesn't make sense but now I do know how to spell delicious and glamorous because they're Fergie so I can't be mad at her
2: too much. I know how to spell bananas thanks to Gwen Stefani.
0: I always had too many NA's Like b a n a n a n a n n n a n s. Fuck, and I'm like b, because then I'm trying to count them, and then I lose the beats. I'm like. Okay, I'm just gonna write B A N A N A N S and then whatever I get's what I get. Banana Banana. Hello.
1: And you are listening to your judgmental friend. What you just heard was just supposed to be the sound check, but I'm hundred percent leaving that
0: in. <laughs> People are gonna know that I can't spell tasty <laughs> <laughs> I
1: bananas. And Jessica, the jester levity. With me is my co host Jetson. I'm a better person now, Mick Moeller.
2: Yeah, I've done work. <laughs> I yeah. don't have a report card to go with it, but I still have. I'm still married, so I'm assuming that it's, I'm passing.
1: And and when the opportunity is created for Jetson to do work, he shows up. I do, and it's making you a better person. It is. Like he was actually cringing at old episodes of your judgmental friend because he was like, "I sound like such an I asshole, was
2: such a dick."
1: Yeah, and it's, like you thought it was funny.
0: I did. <laughs> listening to yourself then, or listening to yourself now? Listening to myself
1: now. Now. Of listening to himself <laughs> now listening to himself then, like gotcha. he just listened to an episode from like two years ago, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, that was gross,
1: and our special guest for the day, a very special guest for the first time ever on your judgmental friend, it's Joe <laughs> daniel I'm crying and crying. I don't want to be on this podcast, Montelongo. I'm your most
0: judgmental friend, so that's the reason why I was so scared.
1: <laughs> see, so for me you are my ideal guest for this podcast because you speak so eloquently in your judgmentalness and Mm. your your tongue is so fire sharp Mm -hmm. and you're hilarious i think you are so funny and so i was shocked when i was like joe daniel i just launched a podcast called your judgmental friend this is the premise it's a place for us to let our judgmental side out but not in a like pop culture full of ourselves way but in a way that's like very humble Mm -hmm. and trying to take responsibility and also feed that side of ourselves simultaneously and you were like i'll never be on it (laughs)
0: And I still, I'm just like, "Mm, I might leave at some point. I might come up with an excuse.
1: (laughs) You would not be the first guest who walked
0: out. Well, for me, for those reasons that you said you wanted me on them, I don't see those versions of myself. I only see the negative aspects of myself. And one of my constant flaws is that whenever I speak, I feel like I'm taking up someone else's time. Mm. So I talk really fast so I can get out of it as much and be like, this is what I want to say and I just want to make sure you hear it. But also like, I'm sorry for taking up your time. Bye. And then I'll just go. (laughs) And then I'm like, "That's, that's how I communicate. People are like, slow down. I'm like... No, yeah, I'm pretty sure you have something else to do. And I don't like to burden other people with what I'm going through. Right. It's always just felt like I have been taking up other people's time with my own things, So I've never felt comfortable with that. That's why also reaching out for help is also very hard for me
1: well right, yeah. right on well and this is actually a space where we're supposed to feed that side mm-hmm. so this is a place where you're supposed to do those things that you think and it's weird you're kind of reflect, reflecting back like no actually you don't you should take up space <laughs> out there so i don't want to say take up space in here so you don't take up space out there that's not the point of the podcast but this is just a place where you're supposed to dig into that shadow work and you're like i don't want people to know who i really am and i'm like but no. you're so authentic
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm very... I met my soul one time. I met all three of me, which is, like, what? this The ego, the, the id, and the superego. Super. And I got to meet all three of them. And my... Like,
1: the, on drugs or in y- a dream? Yes,
0: okay. yes. <laughs> and I like drugs. my core, my person was an asshole. They're not malicious. They're just an asshole. Mm-hmm. And yes, like,
1: and that is who we want in this room.
0: Uh, but that was so hard to get through because even in the moment, I was leaving myself notes because I love leaving... Drunk or drug me loves to leave notes for sober me. Mm-hmm. But I don't lay it out. I'm like, here's how you can understand the universe. It's like, hey, figure it out, bitch. I got figure it figured out. Now you got to do the work. And me Just knowing that I'm going to ruin up. my own life the next day. And then the next day, I was like, what does this mean? And then I have to go on a whole Da Vinci code. And then I finally get to it. And I also... I need to have Twitter taken away from me when I'm super super stony baloney because that's where I will just start leaving notes for people. I was like, Joe's a fucking idiot. Remind me remind him of this tomorrow. And then people are like, What did who wrote that? And I was like, me. And <laughs> like, <laughs> about me.
1: Basically what you're saying is that you there is a side of you that is actually an asshole and it makes the good side of you uncomfortable. And what I'm saying is the point of this podcast mm-hmm. is to allow yourself to be a total asshole. Because
2: there's no repercussions.
0: See, and then I start worrying about the repercussions. Oh, no. And if you want to get into it, my dad's the biggest asshole that I possibly know. And all of my asshole traits are my dad's. Yeah, right. So that's why I try not to feed into those or try to right. work my way through. So and even when I complain. that
1: shadow. Yeah. I just want to let you know this. That creates shadow right mm-hmm. there. And so what we want to do in this podcast is actually allow ourselves to be the things that we're trying not to in the outside world. Right. And actually, to go back to something Jetson said, I wouldn't say the podcast has no repercussions because this is yeah. being broadcast. So when you're doing shadow work that you want to have no repercussions, it needs to be art that no one's going to see yeah. or yeah. isn't about real things. And um, that was
0: the weird part about it because when you're like, it's a podcast, I was like, no. Right. Because I will talk to you and yeah. I'll talk to you and be absolutely fine and open. And Jetson, even if you're in the room, like I would have this conversation because I can't do that. It's because it's a podcast and like yeah. it's staying forever. Well, everything's
1: up to you. We don't have to go anywhere you don't wanna go. On that note, I would say my intentions are two things. One, it's inherently entertaining. What I found when I started doing shadow work and teaching shadow work mainly, shadow tea parties, was that the stuff people were saying when they were allowing themselves to be the pettiest version of themselves that they would never allow themselves to be in real life, it was comedic gold it was Mm -hmm. so entertaining and i think that's why meme culture is so popular is that we're seeing these really cheeky catty memes and we are relating to it on such a deep level so that's one intention of why yeah we're podcasting this we're not just having a shadow tea party which we could be having the three of us and working through these sides of ourselves that we're suppressing in other places um and it would never be broadcast and it would only stay here totally so one intention is that it's inherently entertaining and two i do want to normalize the work that I want other people to do um, internally. Mm -hmm. And so I'm doing it on a podcast to give other people permission to do the shadow work in ceremony. So again, this podcast isn't giving people permission to be assholes. It's just trying to normalize the shadow and to say that we all have these sides of ourselves, but we get into these feedback loops where we're like, I am a total asshole on some level and I judge that as bad and so then I bury and suppress that and then that wolf gets hungry and then it wants to feed or I'm totally fine being an asshole and I'm kind of cocky about being an asshole which is equally as unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Those are both unhealthy expressions of unintegrated shadow. Mm-hmm. And so, and again, if you're just listening to this, what the hell is she talking about with shadow? I'm talking about the Jungian shadow. And someone in my last shadow workshop was like, did you know that Carl Jung was actually an asshole? And I was like, great. That happens to every." Every hero is, they all have a dark side. Yeah. Even Carl Jung, the shadow master himself, had an shadow. Great, we're all flawed.
0: But that's okay because they're people. That's what I like about those things. Right. Where people yeah. are like, oh, we we have to discredit that because that person was bad. I'm like, no. Yeah. We can recognize that there are people. We can recognize that there are bad people, but put out great work.
1: Right. Like, yeah. if Newton was a horrible person, like, he still discovered certain laws of gravity which are now outdated because quantum physics takes their place, so bad example. But yeah, no, I agree. Like, Gandhi. Say, Gandhi, yeah, Gandhi was an abuser. Che, yeah. Uh, Guevara, like
0: Martin Luther King Jr.
1: Yeah. All of all them. All
0: people who did Oh, man. Yeah. All people who yeah. did great work but weren't the necessarily yeah. best people.
1: Right. And so this is what this the heart of this podcast is is those two things one it's inherently entertaining and i enjoy listening to it and two i want to start normalizing shadow work shadow work for the most part should be done symbolically and internally and not so that the people that you are harboring ill feelings for don't actually hear about it but i just want it just i think people need to give themselves permission to be their petty side yeah Um, And that's what this podcast is for. So thank you for finally agreeing to come on here because you are so brilliant. I love the way your mind works. And I actually think um, that this will be really, um, I want to say evolutionary, revolutionary for you. I don't know, because I think that when you start integrating your shadow, it's just going to, but you're so good at boundaries. It actually blows my mind that. You would identify as someone who doesn't integrate shadow.
0: It's really weird and I can't explain why, but I know that lit- literally since we started recording, every time you've mentioned me or looked at me, I feel my heart sink.
1: That's- and I'm
0: really good at recognizing when my anxiety is like really bad and all these things. I have done that work and I'm like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine about the conversation. And the second just looks at me, I'm like, Ugh. I go it's right so back into it. Wrong. So that's why I'm like, it's something I need to work yeah. through. It's just very hard and I don't know who I'm going to be.
1: I identify you as someone who is so much further along than you identify yourself as. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Um, so a main segment on this podcast is Petty Confessions. This is where we are creating the space for us to admit the shit actually going on inside of our heads. And so Joe, for the longest time, was like, I don't have any. I don't have any. I don't have any. And then about an hour ago, I get a text. That's like, <laughs> I finally found one. Tell the world what it is. It's me saying, I don't feel bad for you.
0: <laughs> In that case, a couple things you need to know about me. I am queer. I was raised male for my entire life. I come from a Latinx background, and I'm a fucking tourist. So that means that I'm right about most, if not all, things. Mm-hmm. And I've always carried that. And that's not me saying, oh, I'm right, and I have no way to learn. It's me being like, usually it turns out that whatever I have thought at the beginning turns out to be right, People's <laughs> problems get solved in the way that I'm like, I would have recommended that. So at this point I have a hard time when people are like, oh, here's how we should do things, and I'm it's immediately against what I think. I'm like, okay, let's try it, but just know that probably the way that I think is gonna work. And people always wanted to test it. I've had people who have like, write down what your answer is. We're going to put it in this box. And at the end of this, we're going to open it up and see what you say. And I'm like, okay, I'm not afraid. Let's do it. I'm going to be right. And it turns out that I happen. Mm. So it's just very, very hard. And now at this point where people like, for some reason, people think that I'm very inviting. People want to talk to me about themselves, which is really hard because I actively practice resting bitch face so people don't talk to me. <laughs> And people are like, no, 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 I want to tell you all of my problems. You feel like a person that I can sound off to. I'm like, no. Please stop. (laughs) No, I don't want other people's trauma. I'm working through my own things. And so then people start telling me their own things. And then now, thankfully, I've gotten to the point where I've grown. And I'm like, instead of of telling people things, I'm asking questions, trying to get them to a certain place. Very life coachy. And then I'm like, okay, well, what did you do about this? Or where do you think this comes from? why did you respond in this way as opposed to maybe this way, which I think is the right way. And then people are like, well, I just don't think I agreeable. I'm like, okay, cool. And then it comes to a point where I'm like, listen, you've been complaining for too long to me.
1: About the same thing. About never the same
0: changes. thing. Here's what I think you should do. Is that what you want? Do you want a solution or do you want to vent? And then people are like, oh, I, I just want the world to get in trouble." I was like, do you want what I can give you, which is my solution? Or do you just want a person to vent to? And people are like, here's one event. I'm like, okay, cool. That's not for me. Right. And when I tell people that, that's the first thing. And then after that, when people come, keep coming back to me with reoccurring problems, I'm like, did you do this? Did you handle it this way? No, I don't feel bad for you. And I'll just step out. I will tune out the conversation. People are like, it's so hard to talk to you after that. I was like, right. That's the point. Don't talk to me after that. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> like, I don't know what you missed when I said, hey, here's my solution. Here's what I can give for you here. Or I'm checked out and I don't feel bad for you and I won't sympathize with you. Yeah. Which I think, does create this unhealthy wall and it doesn't help them
2: going through something.
1: I don't know, man. I have to agree with you. I don't think it's petty. I think it's fucking healthy.
2: Yeah, it's not your responsibility to fix their problems.
1: <laughs> I say. And you asked the golden question: do you want to vent or do you want a solution? Yes. And people will avoid that question like the plague. And then when they're like, I just want to vent, and then I've had to be like, I'm not that. I'm sorry, I'm not a vent person, or I'm just not in that mood right now. Yeah,
0: and people don't ask, and that's the part that upsets me the most. Because I have friends who are really close to me now. Who we have grown up with this kind of vocabulary to say, "Hey, I'm feeling sad today. Can I talk to you?" Or yeah, I'm feeling upset. Guys. Yeah, I'm very, that's why I'm like, I'm very lucky in everything that I do, which yeah. is why when I'm trying to foster my own like good relationship to things, I say, "Hey, give me some time." I can know what I can do. I, I just really, need you to let me get there. I
1: really feel like you are the boundary queen.
0: Yeah, I love setting up boundaries.
1: And you ha- and you don't have shame when people react to your boundaries, and I feel like that is pro. <laughs> The, no, that's that's where it's, people struggle. They either never make it to boundary setting, mm-hmm. or when they do, they can't handle the guilt that the people throw at them.
2: Yeah, because they already have like the expectation as to what they're supposed to be getting out of yeah. coming to somebody, coming to a yeah. best friend with their problems. They have right. the expectation of... Someone else. And then they never get that expectation. Right. They never get that because they're never going to listen to you anyways, you know, or listen to that solution because ultimately they just want to vent or they already have their own solution and they're just talking that out with you. And you're just like, eh, that's not right. You're, that's going to mess it up more.
1: And people want sympathy and sympathy yeah. is a drug. And we are taught in our culture that sympathy is loving, mm-hmm. but sympathy is actually unloving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. And it can keep people in cycles. And, that, and that's
0: exactly what it is. It's the cyclical nature of certain people's problems. I was like, you have encountered this problem before. It wears the same mask. You know that it's not going to oh, turn out man, this way. Yeah. And people just keep falling back into it. I'm like, I, I cut it off. And before, unfortunately, I've had years of experience with certain people's same issue over and over again. And then now I just have a shorter fuse for it. I was like, this has been going on for three months. Are you going to fix it or not? <laughs> No? Okay, then I'm not your person. You have plenty of other people who can handle that for you. When you want to work on something, when you want to do something real, come back to me. I'll be fine.
1: Do you feel like you've lost friends over this um, ability of yours to draw boundaries and take less shit?
0: I don't think I've lost relationships. I think the relationships that I was meant to keep have strengthened because of it. And the relationships that were meant to fall off, that was their time. That's
1: a better question. Yeah, right on.
0: And it feels good for me. And I'm like, I wasn't. Wrong <laughs> because then the people who the relationship strengthened came back later and they're like, I am very sorry, right? I this is what you were trying to give me, and I wasn't ready to receive it. Mm. And then I'm like, Thank you, I don't feel like you need to apologize just because if people don't understand what they're apologizing for, yeah, I think apologies mm-hmm. are a goddamn waste of time. Ugh, yeah. And I will straight up tell people, I'm like, Listen, you're you don't know what you're apologizing for, you don't know why I'm upset you're apologizing just to apologize and get over this hurdle and I don't want to get over it, I want to work through it. When you're ready to do that,
2: then come holler at me. Right, because you were open and you gave the options as to what best suited you. You said, do you want a solution or do you want to vent? And when they gave you, when they gave you that answer of, I just want to vent, you were open about being like, I'm not that person. I can't do that. And then now that person's feeling shame and coming to apologize about that? That doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, and I agree that sometimes people don't know what they're apologizing Yeah. For.
2: Mm-hmm. And I just want people, I'm like, the best apology you
0: can give me is to show me that you have done better work. So when you come in and say, hey, I wasn't ready to take your information. Now I understand it. Mm -hmm. Now can we have that conversation? Or, hey, I unfortunately closed myself off from you to have that conversation, but I did do the work and this is what happened. And I'm like, great.
1: So shadow question for you. Did your heart just sink?
0: A little bit. (laughs) Did you see it? It's usually my eyebrows. Yeah,
1: totally. I felt it. Um, Do you have anything in your life whose cycle you repeat a problem who just keeps changing the mask?
0: In terms of problems that are happening to me, yeah, not that I'm a bystander, but in terms of how the world reflects back to me, there are certain issues that I'm still trying to work on because they are the long-lasting issues. And I'm like, once I figure this out, mm-hmm. everything else will be fine. It's these major roots that I'm trying to work on that I'm like, I know we have to get through them in order for me to grow up because they're what's holding me down. Let's work on those. But there are other issues that I... Intentionally, kind of started my own life where I'm like, mm, I know that this problem will be okay. And it's going there so that I can solve something in the spot. Nice. And even if I keep coming back to it, there's specific people or specific situations that I'll put myself in. I was like, I shouldn't be here. I know that's not the right answer. Mm-hmm. But then I'm here. I'll let a scene play out. And at the end of it, I'll be the one that's okay. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, I knew, I know how I this comes out. I going
1: in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're taking responsibility for the repeated
0: Yes. Like,
1: you're like, fuck, I shouldn't be here. I am. Oh, exactly why I didn't want to be here just happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to be a victim to it.
0: Yes. And then I'll do it again six, seven, eight months down the road. (laughs) And then I'm like, why are you here again? And then the person will be like, you know why you're
1: here. (laughs) You know why you're here (laughs) again. You know why you're here. So I want to talk to that part, the part that's like, you know why you're here.
0: Good luck. (laughs) Because the other part of me is just like, no, she is not available to come out and play today. She is grounded.
1: (laughs) She is locked in a basement. So does it annoy you when people cyclically repeat the same problems?
0: Absolutely. Okay. And I understand the context that some people can't just break out of it. It's tied into deeper roots of what people are. But that's where I think this becomes a problem is where I shut myself off from compassion for other people is I fail to get those kind of nuances and I'll just look at it surface level cuz I'll I have my own things going on or I'm busy and I'm like I don't have time to get into it with you so I'd rather just block you off which I feel like doesn't help people
1: no but it's actually a loving thing to do to not give somebody something that you didn't have to give them Mm -hmm. and so our, our codependent culture teaches you give more than you have because that's what love is and when you cannot go another mile you go another mile but it's actually very loving to be like I do not have this to give you so I'm gonna remove myself and they're like ugh you're evil and you're like, yeah, maybe Mm -hmm. that's your shit. You know what I mean?
0: I do. I find that I remove myself from situations where I'm like, if this keeps going, I will escalate it. And that's what I'm mostly afraid of. Uh, My siblings growing up would always get mad or would always laugh at me because whenever I got super mad, I would go to sleep. And then they would like keep egging it on and they they would make me mad. And they're like, what are you going to do? Go take a nap. And then I'd be more pissed. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to go do. And one day, it was one day that I decided – I was like, no, we're going to stick this out. And I didn't recognize that I collect a bunch of people's nasty traits. Mm. And so when it came to that day, I was just like, oh, okay, are we ready to have this conversation? Hair back, drink some water, put my finger in someone's face. And I said, well, this is what's wrong with you. This is what you have going on. This is why you can't find happiness. These are your own toxic traits that are coming back for you. So when you say that about me, what that means is that that's a reflection about you. And you need to handle your stuff before you come for me.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: Drop them out of my life. Yeah. And it was a person that I really wanted to keep the relationship. And I understand that that's that's more on them than it was me. Yeah. But I also didn't like the fact that I had that list ready.
1: Well, and inherently you were deflecting in that moment, which is what you were accusing them of doing. Yes. Yes. Which is shadow. (laughs) Yeah. It's tricky. It's super tricky. And I have a very short fuse for repeated patterns mm-hmm. yeah. also. So I'm resonating with so much what you're saying and admiring your boundary drawing. And I know my shadow there for me is I've been that person. And I think in my circle of friends, there's some people who have the value of, I just want you to support me through every repeated cycle. And I'm like, I don't want you to support me through mm-hmm. my repeated cycles. I actually want you to be like, no stop, I'm not going to buy into this with you anymore. I think that's the more mm. loving thing to do.
0: It's necessary, but unfortunately, the people who I think I want and need in my life for the longer limits don't know how to get there though, get there yet. So whenever I try to offer help, I'm like, listen, I'm doing this for the betterment of us too. Please keep that in mind. And people just aren't ready to receive it. Yeah. And the times that I have broken out of my boundary to then engage with someone on their level, it hasn't been good. And uh, I didn't know that I had the power to hurt people as bad as I do. And I know that it hits because people can say the same insulting thing to me like five, six, seven times in a row. And I'm like, that's fine. And with one thing, I could hurt them worse than they've ever hurt me with anything.
1: What do you think that is? Like, Why do you think that
0: is? People are very trusting. Okay. And I, as open as I am, I trust limited people with what my flaws are. And I never present them in a... I don't know what I'm doing kind of way. Mm. And I feel like those are the kind of limits that you have that are a little bit harder. Whereas the things that I do present to people, I'm like, oh, this is what I'm working on and that's how I present my flaws. Because I don't want people to know what I'm super, super insecure about because I know that can come back to bite you because that's what I keep in me about other people.
1: But what if it mm. couldn't? What if you laid it all out there?
0: Oh, good luck. <laughs> and
1: that's what I'm not going to get you to do on this episode, huh?
0: Well, already, I'm just like, there's specific elements that I could get that I could provide for you all to understand a little bit better and I'm already self-editing Are as you I'm really? going oh yeah oh I'm God. self-editing oh. so hard
1: oh man I feel like I'm examining my toxicity So much. Somebody reached out to me on Instagram the other day because I've been very public about my shadow work. And part of that is I'm teaching it. So at this point, it's gotten very meta. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like I enjoy shadow work. I'm like, no, I'm I'm being so public about it because I'm actually encouraging you to come do work with me. Mm -hmm. So it's like me pitching my own entrepreneurial stuff. Um, But somebody was like, I think you're doing too much shadow work. And it's annoying me.
2: <laughs> shadow. <laughs> yeah, no, totally shadow. And she,
1: to her credit, she didn't say it was annoying her. Um, but she was like saying that she did find herself like judging me and that she did find herself feeling triggered by the amount of shadow work that I was doing. And at some point, do I think that it can be too much? And I'm like, yeah, totally. Totally there's too much shadow work. And at some point... It's self centered. So, Mm. one of my toxic traits is that I'm very self centered, and now I'm focusing on work that's all about me, Mm. you know. But on the other hand, but disguised
0: as helping other people by helping yourself?
1: um, No, but just like when you're doing shadow work, you're taking, you're cutting off that other people can make you feel things Mm. and you're looking at your own shit. So, Mm. it's the healthy, like self centered, where you're taking personal responsibility for all of your shit instead of blaming other people and being a victim to your emotions. but I'm like, yeah, absolutely, there's too much. But my motto is, if I'm struggling, I have shadow work to do. Mm-hmm. And if I'm thriving, then I can chill for a fucking minute. Mm-hmm. Like, And so the reason I've been doing so much shadow work lately, and yeah, it is exhausting, is because I was having a bad time for a minute. Yeah. And so that, to me, was unintegrated shadow. And so that's why I started doing all that work. But I really want to get into your toxicity that's unedited. Because how powerful is that for people? And that's the ego walks around wanting you to believe that you are not toxic. And then if you actually get to the point where you can honestly look at your toxicity, then it wants you to overcorrect and go, you're the worst person on the fucking Mm -hmm. planet. Mm -hmm. Um, When the truth is we all have a toxic side. And what makes it run rampant is that we're not talking about it, honestly. Mm
0: -hmm. And I'm like, for me, the conversations are fine. The conversations with specific people who kind of know me and assume the best of me. Right on. That's the people that I can talk to. Okay. Because I know they're in my court and whatever I say, they'll take into consideration everything that I am, the multifacets. It's this, that someone who I don't know could be getting an opinion about me. And I'm very into what other people are thinking about me. Yeah. Which I don't like, but it's Ooh, something that I constantly go into. Talk
1: about shadow. yeah. Well, then it's,
0: it's weird because people will only be kind to me and I'm like, Mm, but what are you hiding? What are you not saying? What do you feel like I can't take? And then I'll fill in all those gaps with everything that I see against me. So that's why it's very hard.
1: One of my friends, she's so brilliant on this episode. I call her wifey or on this podcast, but she was talking about like when her boyfriend like compliments her, like you are so beautiful. She's like, he must think I'm so ugly that he felt like he had to go out of his way to tell me that I'm beautiful. And I'm like, yes, bitch, totally. (laughs) Is that kind of what you're talking about? Um, It's, I'll take in
0: what people say. So when people compliment me on one thing, I'm like, okay, cool. But then I became a person who noticed when people would compliment me and when they wouldn't. Okay. And for a specific person, I'm like, oh, okay, this person just finds that I have more value here rather than here. And then when it became large groups, I was like, oh. So it's this entire subject of who I am that no one has ever complimented. But, like, this is where people fall into. So I'm like, well, what's wrong with this one? And that's where I'll start doing the work and I'll forget about all this. Mm.
1: Oh my god, but your self-awareness of the whole thing.
0: It's so annoying. <laughs> I watched Scream when I was two, and it was all self-aware and super meta. And from then, I'm only attracted to projects that are super self-aware and meta. And it has thrown me off. And I was like, a yeah. fucking horror movie did this to me? That's power. Hell yeah.
1: Tell me how Scream did that to you.
0: In the movie, it's these people who are like horror movies are dumb because this keeps happening this keeps happening people should be doing this but they do this instead which has led to me being like this is what you should be doing but this is what you're doing instead and that's why it's dumb and (laughs) then you have the famous scene where the nerd who gets what's going on is saying these are the rules of a horror movie you can't have sex you can't drink or do drugs and don't say I'll be back because you won't be back and I feel constantly that I'm aware of the rules and then when I break them, I think that's what's leading. Them. Let's see if it changes the pattern. Let's see if it, let's see if something new happens. And it never does. The formula is there. And it, so far, to my experience, it could be different for someone else. My formula hasn't been broken. But yeah, then when I it's time for me that. to say the rules for other people, and then people, hypothetically, in this metaphor, start dying off because they don't listen. I'm like, well,
1: what did you wow. expect? Wow. <sighs> that is, you are so amazing. You're so eloquent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know Justin's mind's blown up really What are you does... even thinking?
2: I, I like I relate so much but I can never put it into the words that you I know. Do. Yes, that's exactly totally. how I play like how I how I view things like anything that happens at work, anything that happens at my home life, anything that happens at like, external family lives. I just like I feel like that where I'm just like, okay, yep, yep, and you know what's going to happen next is going to be this, 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 this and and I can never I can never put into words like that. So that's like what I'm super blown away by and that that like there's someone that, like, thinks like that, too. I know. But you just put it into so much better words than I ever
0: could. Thank you. This just... <laughs> is always a surprise. It,
1: really?
2: Yeah, because I don't think I'm
0: eloquent at all. When I hear myself... I
1: tell you all the time. I know, and I don't
0: believe you. That's, <laughs> one, of my, that's one of my things. <laughs> well, and it's mostly the, I feel like I talk too fast because I'm taking up people's time. And then I'll hear myself, and instead of hearing my words, I'll hear the... Or the... uh Or the likes or the... Or the, or the <sighs> And then I'll hear all the nasty things. And I'm like, I wouldn't listen to me. Mm. If this was someone else talking to me, I wouldn't listen to me. So then I don't actually listen to what
2: I'm saying. We're our own worst enemy. Yes, ma'am. Let me tell you
1: that. Well, it's a perfect time to wrap it up. So Joe Daniel is on a podcast with our f- friend, friend page, phage pen, friend page <laughs> called I Couldn't Help Up Podcast, which is a sex in the city recap podcast where you ta- also tie in like modern dating questions. I love it. It's everything sex in the city should have been. And then you also have a brand new podcast that I'm obsessed with <laughs> called Your Fave Bad Movie. I- it to Jetson over dinner last night and he subscribed immediately and then he was like, can you ask him if I can be on the podcast, your fave bad movie, and can I please do Spice World?
0: Do you want to finish that story? No, I want or do you, you want to want just me...
1: have your reaction. So
0: Jess told me this in the vehicle, mm-hmm. and I gagged so hard. I almost choked on one of the nails that I had to bite off for the shoot that we did. And I was like, <laughs> I have been waiting for someone to ask me to do Spice World. Because it's rated so low on Rotten Tomatoes, and I don't understand why. I don't either. It's so good. It's so great. But save it for the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, know, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> but I kind of want to hear why you love the movie. Can you just give me, without spoiling his episode, why you love Spice World?
0: Don't tell her. This is oh. part of her moment. Don't tell her. Oh, Have her way.
2: The call out.
1: Ugh, I hate it. It's you. just a
0: great
2: movie. That's all I can say. It's a great movie. And apparently underrated. Stupid America.
0: <laughs> Which is also part of what I'm trying to do, where I had had so many people talk about all these bad movies and why they're valueless or have no worth. And I was like, wait, I grew up watching all these crazy ridiculous movies that I find worth, that I find style in, that I can see what they're doing. So I kind of want to celebrate pe- things that people have always said are bad. And I think that's kind of a reflection of how I'm like, I want to work on me. So as bad as you want to talk about me, just know that this is where it's coming from. This is what it's doing. And Aww. I want to celebrate those good
1: things. I love it. It's such, it's so well edited and produced and it makes me laugh and you are eloquent. And so, yeah, check out your fave. You are fave bad movie um you can get it on itunes and other places and also i couldn't help but podcast you're listening to your judgmental friend and just to front sell future episodes we got some stories coming up Mm -hmm. and if you have some petty confessions that you want to get out or you've got some stories and you think you're ready to go there give me a shout out And if my petty side likes you, I'll bring you into the Dream Life (laughs) studio. Without pressure to people who are already going. Hi, this is not a charity case. (laughs) Like, look, you can either hang and you can either go there or you cannot because I am good at what I do. So get out of my studio if you can't hang. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram, your judgmental friend. Also on Twitter. And thanks for listening. Me.